Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. There is a huge event going on in the world where sports and business and the law are colliding together. Mm -hmm. And I got to admit, Casey, we have just not done the proper job in terms of covering it. We have to do a deep dive because there's a lot, a lot of money involved. Yeah, it is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And it's rare we admit mistakes on this program. But I was (laughs) thinking over the weekend and I thought, you know, this thing with Vince McMahon. Yeah. And look, people hear pro wrestling and they think booger eaters and guys in smoke filled armories. It ain't that anymore. World Wrestling Entertainment is a multi-billion dollar company. They've merged with UFC. They've got this TKO organization. Mm -hmm. It's one of the most powerful now companies you could make a case in the entire world yep and the founder is under federal investigation i mean it's it's, we have not done a proper job of covering this obviously this lawsuit has now come out alleging vince of just salacious horrible things i mean saying he's basically running a torture factory sex trafficking allegations yeah and i said we've got to do a deep dive on this because it is sports it is business it is the law and look casey i don't know if you know Mm -hmm. we are not lawyers no this is correct i am not so i sat out i searched out sat out i said i i went out set out I went out. I sat out. You went forth. I said, let's find someone who can properly let us know what in the world is going on. And I found him. He is uh, actually an attorney to some of those famous wrestlers and wrestling figures in the world. Mm -hmm. And over the years, he has won tens of millions of dollars for clients in settlements, including in sexual assault allegations, which is what is going on here. His name mm-hmm. is Stephen P. New of the New Law Office, and he joins us now on the WIBC hotline to help us sort the sordid tale of Vince McMahon. Stephen P. New, hello. Good morning. All right. So you are an attorney to many famous wrestlers. You have won tens of millions of dollars for your clients in, in settlements for various nefarious things over the years. My first question to you is, how does a guy like Vince McMahon get away with this sort of stuff for all these years? Obviously, he's exercising an extreme amount of power and control over uh, the corporation that his father founded 60 years ago and that he bought from his father for a million dollars in 1983 and then he sold for $10 billion in 2023. This is all about power and control. And something I've said ever since the Jalen Grant complaint was filed is it appears that WWE was being run, even though it was a publicly traded corporation, it was being run very much like a closely held corporation uh, where Vince McMahon could do apparently whatever Vince McMahon wanted. So it's interesting because I saw you guys kind of do a a deep dive on this on one of your fabulous podcasts you do online. And the comparisons to Weinstein are fascinating to me because it's really like all this stuff was going on all this time, allegedly. And all it took was one person to kind of come forward publicly. And then the whole thread unwinds. Are you surprised at how long it takes for these sort of guys to get undone? If you look at the pattern of these and, uh, You know, I'm a lawyer here in West Virginia. I have done a a lot of cases like this. For instance, a few years ago, I represented over 70 veterans here at a local VA medical center 
who were being sexually assaulted by an osteopathic physician here. And these guys, this guy was, this doctor was attempting to quote unquote manipulate them, but they all started kind of looking at each other like, did he do what I think he just did? Hmm. And it was incredible how long that went on before the first one spoke up and just kept going higher up the chain of command in the VA. Uh, and, and the VA wasn't exactly helpful in trying to really get to the bottom of this. I've done a lot of sexual harassment, sexual assault type work. Uh, it, it's rampant in the medical field where the hospital systems will cover up for physicians who are sexual predators against nurses and the housekeeping staff and so on and so forth. And uh, just look at Bill Cosby and Harvey Weinstein. Uh, These are men of immense wealth, uh, immense power. And I think a lot of times the victims uh, either a feel helpless to take on someone like that, like, Oh, who's going to believe a massage therapist or, you know, a, a person working at a salon or whatever versus this person who's worth millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars and very uh, powerful figure in Hollywood, for instance. So in my experience, uh, the victims really feel powerless uh, to, to speak up or they don't believe that they exist in a system that's going to hear their voice until finally – in 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 one of my cases like this, it was a 16-year-old uh, volunteer, what we used to call a candy striper, who came forward against the physician. And when she did, this brave little 16-year-old girl, the floodgates opened. 25 or more victims came forward and said, uh, he's been doing this. And so uh, that's what it takes. It just takes one brave person who uh, in the case of Ms. Grant has texts, she has the receipts, and, uh, you know, for others to start to feel empowered, Rob. Stephen P. New is our guest. Uh, famed, I think that's the word we'll use, famed attorney, uh, has handled the uh, <laughs> the legal maddling matters of many professional wrestlers across the globe. We're talking about this Vince McMahon case, mm-hmm. and, I mean, look, again, Casey, and I'll let you pop in here with the next question, but it transcends, it's not just, hey, the, you know, booger eaters and guys smoking, you know, cigars and armories anymore. Pro wrestling's a multi-billion Billion. dollar industry. Well, and that's the point. You had mentioned, uh, Stephen, that Vince McMahon bought the company from his dad for a million dollars and then turned around and sold it for billions later. That's quite a return on investment. Is that the sort of thing that charges his ego, thinking that he is uh, smarter than anybody else and would get away with actions like he's done, allegedly? I'm sure that it is. You know, it really boils down to power. Uh, there's a, a movie from 1993, you might remember, Disclosure, based on a Michael Crichton book with, uh, with Demi Moore. And uh, Michael Douglas says in that movie, uh, sexual harassment is not about sex, it's about power. Mm-hmm. And when did I ever have the power? That was the, uh, the role reversal, the, the female on male sexual harassment. Uh, it's a nice, timely, uh, three-decade-old movie I can reference for your listeners there. <laughs> but uh, to, to your point, Casey, uh, it absolutely has to do with power. And 
McMahon's power dwells not only from his immense wealth as uh, a billionaire, but also from the manner in which he ran WWE, the, the head of creative. Every single idea, every single song, every single outfit worn, every single move set in the ring uh, was controlled completely by Vince McMahon for 40 years. That type of control in an entertainment medium where the person is looking to make it. You know, all professional wrestlers believe that they are the greatest or have the potential to be the greatest. So it creates a really strange, weird dynamic where you have to absolutely make sure as a wrestler that what you're doing, how you look, how you sound, uh, how the crowd is reacting to you appeals to one man. And if it doesn't, your career may not go anywhere. All right, let's take a break. If you're just tuning in, our guest is famed attorney Stephen P. New, and we are working through this just incredibly salacious uh, the allegations against Vince McMahon. And we're, we're talking about not just Vince, but how these celebrities, whether it's Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, whoever, how they get away with this stuff for all of these years. And so when we come back in the Vince McMahon saga, which is just completely unbelievable. If you've read that 67 page lawsuit against him, encourage you to do it. It's just unbelievable. The things that are alleged against him. When we come back, I'm going to ask Stephen how much trouble legally and potentially criminally could Vince McMahon be in. It's Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. This Vince McMahon conversation is so big and so unbelievable and, quite frankly, so scary. We had to give it a second segment, 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, continuing now with our our guest, famed attorney Stephen P. New. He's represented some of those famous names in the wrestling world and has won tens of millions of dollars over the years uh, for clients and settlements, many of them uh, victims of sexual assault. Stephen, how much? Okay, so let's do a scale of one to ten because Vince McMahon has so many times in his life he is like uh, pulling rabbits out of his hat. I mean, he beat the federal government. How many times have people said Vince is done, and then he comes out stronger than ever? One to ten legally. Let's talk about civilly and criminally. Ten being he's totally done. He's going to be in the supermax in Florence, and one ah nothing will come of this. How much trouble legally and civilly do you think uh, for criminally and civilly do you think Vince McMahon is in? Well, I, I think, you know, the answer to every question in law school, Rob, is it depends. <laughs> and so, so let's break that down. On the civil, Vince and TKO could pay this young lady and her attorneys and the other victims enough money where they could secure confidentiality agreements and there could be a very – substantial yet quiet resolution of this on the civil side. And I have scratched my head since I read the Janelle Grant complaint the day it came out as to why that was not done. Unless the attorneys just completely Pearl harbored World Wrestling Entertainment and TKO and Vince McMahon uh, with this lawsuit and there were no pre-suit discussions, then this should have been resolved 
quickly, quietly, very substantially, given the resources of Vince McMahon personally, WWE, and TKO. Now, that being said, uh, if, if Janelle Grant and her lawyers are like, we're going to take this to the mat, so to speak, on the civil case, and we are going to go through discovery, the depositions are going to be public, we're going to depose everybody and every uh, entity that had anything to do with this, who had knowledge of this, it could get very bad on the civil side just from the standpoint of how extensive it has this been, this culture within WWE. If, if Janelle Grant and her attorneys are on a true crusade to alter the culture and expose how long it's been there, it could get very bad in terms of like stock damaging bad mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, very large punitive damages awards on the civil side. On the other side, on criminal, what a lot of people don't know uh, is that the Securities Exchange Commission began an investigation into McMahon and WWE in July 2022. The federal government raided Vince McMahon's house Mm. in June or July of 2023. It begs the question, what do they have? What does the government have of McMahon's? Do they have cell phones, computers, you name it? And could what first appeared to me a year or two ago to be an inquiry into an investigation into perhaps stock manipulation or the failure to disclose certain things to shareholders with McMahon using company money to pay off Grant and or others potentially uh, that he had been inappropriate with, it now could have a completely different focus with sex trafficking and, uh, you know, bringing people across state lines like John Laurinaitis or uh, who's referred to in the lawsuit as WWE superstar. Uh, if this gets into sex trafficking, uh, then I would put your number at about a seven wow. or a 7.5 in terms of being bad for Vince McMahon. If the scope of the federal government's investigation has expanded not only from just focusing on stock with the SEC or, you know, disclosure to, to shareholders, for instance, if it's, if it has expanded into these sexual allegations, that's very bad. All right, uh, Casey, I'll give you the final question for famed attorney Stephen P. New. So uh, Vince McMahon reached a settlement last year with a referee who claimed that he had raped her. And I'm curious, do they look at past cases, even if they've been settled or they reached an agreement? Does this old garbage, this old baggage resurface? Oh, yes. That's one of my favorite rules of evidence, Casey, uh, called... Rule 404B of the federal or state rules of evidence. Normally, you can't say that a person's character in the past is indicative of what may have happened in in the present instance of what's being sued for. But there are exceptions to that rule, for instance, where just exactly like this, if you show that 
in the case of WWE, WWE has had corporate knowledge beginning in mid-1980s with Rita Chatterton, the referee that Vince was alleged to have raped. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've got possibly 40 years almost worth of corporate knowledge. So that rule of evidence says, yes, to prove knowledge, it may or may not be relevant to the issue of did Vince do these things to Jalen Grant, but it would be relevant to show knowledge on the part of the corporation in WWE that Vince McMahon has these propensities. So I look for everything like that of of an inappropriate or sexual nature uh, to come into evidence. Here's the crazy part with wrestling. And uh, I appreciate saying famed attorney. uh, (laughs) uh, Others make me sound a lot better than I actually am, I guess, but In the crazy, wacky world of professional wrestling, where do the lines get blurred? McMahon has done things like book angles where he impregnated his own daughter, where he had female superstars uh, marching around in the ring in, uh, you know, scantily clad, barking like dogs. Uh, I mean, so how much of that, you know, as a wrestling fan, I'm interested in how much of the wrestling angles and what McMahon booked in the ring uh, might actually come into evidence in that case. So So you have to determine which is life and which is art. Uh, Well, uh, art imitates life, I think, as we see here and and so much. But uh, this is definitely more than just a where there's smoke, there's fire. And last thing I'll say is that all of those NDAs, there was a, a law that was passed December of 2022. If McMahon thinks that he has this stuff cinched up in non-disclosure agreements, those were made uh, pretty much illegal where it has to do with sexual allegations with the passage of a federal law in December of 2022. So anybody that he thinks that he's quietened down with a non-disclosure agreement in the mm-hmm. past, uh, that's not really going to be effective to keep them from testifying in this case. Well, I'm ready to declare Stephen P. New the new le- legal consigliere of the Kendall and Casey show, Casey. I agree. Absolutely. And I one love mo- it. I one, love it. One thing I definitely learned from this conversation when they say this is going on your permanent record, yeah. it really oh, will totally. follow you, won't hey, it? <laughs> hey, Stephen, if people want to follow you, if they want to know more about you, uh, how can they do that? Absolutely. Thank you. On Twitter, at Stephen P. New. Or uh, at newlawoffice.com, stop by, shoot me a message through there, see what we've done. I'm so proud of my law office. Uh, We've been doing this. I've been practicing law 25 years. I've had my own office for 20, and uh, we just try to help people do great things. And thank you so, so much guys for having me on your show it's been a pleasure yeah absolutely Stephen p new on twitter newlawoffice.com Stephen p new you're the best thank you thank you and you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc